Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, this is Ron. Um, and I'm Trevor. And uh, welcome to The Reunion. Um, so named because uh, Ron and I are pretty good friends, but we don't see each other too often. And, That's uh, right. One topic that he and I both have in common, uh, a source of interest on both of our parts, is uh, the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, in recent days, I haven't been following it as closely as I'd like to, uh, largely because uh, the way these film, these boxing matches are presented to us these days is very fragmented. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to actually find a way to watch these things no. without you know paying out the fucking nose. Oh, I could show you. <laughs> yeah, Ron's got sources. I could show you. He's got uh, non-traditional means. Yeah. Um, but uh, this podcast, I guess, is intended to be a venue of sorts for Ron and I to collectively catch up on the uh, the sport of boxing and what's been going on lately. Yeah. Um, so uh, we don't really have a roadmap ahead of us, but we're just going to talk. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Um, so just very recently, was it last weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Amir Khan versus Terrence Crawford, or flip that, I guess, because Terrence Crawford would be the A side of the equation in this Fuck case. That no, <laughs> um, Khan <you> Crawford. Were, <laughs> yeah, you were you were texting me the whole time during this fight. I, I didn't actually pissed. watch it live. Yeah, um, I watched I watched it uh, through non traditional means. Hey, you ain't uh, gotta say that. Just say earlier today. <laughs> um, but Ron, uh, how about you give us a little rundown of of how this matchup came to be and and what transpired. Yeah, so, you know, I to be honest, I actually thought it would be somewhat competitive. Maybe because I was thinking about Khan's hand speed. Um, because he he does have fast hands, but um, I still think about his amateur type style where he's just, just his form, he, he just kind of runs and throws that jab in. And for the most part, it... Terrence was just catching him a lot, but Khan had a lot of moments where he exposed Crawford. And uh, to be really short with you guys, Terrence Crawford's extremely overrated. And <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll get into we'll, that. We'll, we'll so. get into that. But um, my my uh, my impressions of the fight going in were that um, I didn't expect it to be terribly competitive. Uh-huh. Um, Amir Khan is always game in the first nine minutes of any fight. Sounds like Zab Judah. He's like Zab Judah, except instead of it being mental, because Zab seems to have this... I think he, like, sees a flash in the crowd or something, or he sees, like, a shiny object in the crowd, and he gets bored. Like, he's easily distracted or something. Uh-huh. Like, I think, like, he's playing Game Boy in the corner. Or, <laughs> or he has one of those, like, I, he has, like, Tinder open on his phone, and he's, like, flipping through it. And his trainer, his dad, is just like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, there's a fight going on. He's like, oh, what? Because <laughs> seriously, Zab Judah, for those first nine minutes, he's dangerous. Yeah, look what he did to Floyd. No, I mean, he's yeah. a southpaw that can hit pretty fucking hard yeah and he's got angles he's got speed mm-hmm. maybe not so much these days but in his prime he was dangerous yeah but he was kind of dumb <laughs> and like he would lose yeah. interest or something and just kind of mentally shut down and check out of the fight yeah in Khan's case though i think it's just his uh his tools his tool set because like yeah. you said he has an amateur pedigree i think he was a silver medalist yep um so many of his punches his form is very uh distance based Mm-hmm. Like he's at his best at like middle to long long range. Right. He's right. got these lancing blows that, like you said, are blindingly fast. Mm-hmm. He's great at his one twos, but his his hooks and his uppercuts and his body work has always been kind of lacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, although against Maidana, he did show that he had a body game, 
but mm-hmm. it's never been like his bread and butter. Dude, I was hoping to God he took him out in that first round. Dude. <laughs> I was I was cheering heavy. I was like, all right, get, get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you got to cheer for him. It's it's a rule, but yeah. but yeah, in Khan's case, it's like I saw him being competitive in mm-hmm. maybe the first three or four rounds because he always is. Yeah, but something would happen where uh, somebody would adjust and he wouldn't keep up. Right. Or it's like his his plan A is to circle, and now that he's with Virgil Hunter, he likes to do that, uh, they call it taking a walk. Mm-hmm. Andre Ward did it all the time, where it's basically you reset. And again, against like pressure fighters and counter punchers, it doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck Andre Ward, by the way. <laughs> we'll get to that too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this, this played out in an interesting fashion, because yeah. like, I mean, Khan was downed in the very first round, and it was pretty serious down like he he got countered over the top it was a overhand right coming over his jab oh he looked done yeah no he got caught clean and he went down and then there was like a follow-up step over left hook that caught him on the way down Mm -hmm. and he was pretty rocked and his legs were pretty rubbery for a few rounds after that as well um but the biggest change in the in the momentum of the fight came at about the fourth round Mm -hmm. uh, which is Mm -hmm. where terence crawford switched southpaw yeah and uh something my dad taught me <laughs> that, that I, I always keep in the back of my mind when i'm watching fights is a uh, feet foot position uh-huh. you, uh, speci- you mentioned this to me too yeah so especially uh especially between a conventional and a southpaw fighter um oftentimes if you're just looking at the feet you can tell just based on the positioning who's leading the fight right and khan's feet were just a mess mm-hmm. like his toe was pointing like out to the side like not toward like yeah. oftentimes you you point where your your punches are going. Right. His toe was like pointed just out into the crowd somewhere. He's yeah. trying to murder some motherfucker in the front seat. <laughs> he wasn't even focused on coffee. Yeah. No, yeah. his hips were like turned all the way to the side, and it's a very defensive, awkward posture. Mm-hmm. And you know it doesn't take a genius, and a lot of people label Terence Crawford as kind of a boxing savant of sorts. I want to know who that is. I, got, <laughs> I want I want a few minutes with that idiot. But yeah, I mean, just based on the foot positioning, you could tell that Crawford is owning him because his foot was completely like swarmed on the inside of, right. or on the outside rather right. of Khan's foot, and he was, his positioning was utterly dominant. I I will say though that fourth, fifth, and up to the sixth round is when he got low blowed. Yeah, uh, you know, Con, I thought Khan was actually coming back slowly. Uh, he yeah. still wasn't looking good. But he was actually catching Crawford quite a bit. When you throw those short shots down the middle, that's when Crawford was getting caught a lot. Because Crawford counters with wide shots and with the palm of his goddamn gloves. And that's why Khan's face is all scratched up because of the laces. Laces All these American (laughs) fighters want to slap like Mayweather and Ward. All these bullshit ass amateur tactics, dirty. Well, I would argue actually okay. that's that's not amateur. That's pro. Because um, it's Con- dirty then. <laughs> well, because in Khan's case, like his bread and butter is is Manila ice all, all day long. One yeah. one two one one two one yeah. one two. Um, a lot of straight shots, right. a lot of clean jabs, a lot of clean clean straights. Um, not a lot of like snappy hooks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But. The, the stuff that Crawford was doing seems like the kind of stuff that you learn in maybe kind of a rough gym or a gym that emphasizes doing like dishing out damage as opposed to landing clean contact shots that right. are scored. Right. Because uh, Khan was doing a lot of, uh, I mean, Crawford was doing a lot of um, manipulation with the gloves, mm-hmm. stuff that um, 
would not be in an instruction manual for boxing anywhere. Right. It's stuff that you learn doing hard sparring. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably don't got good gyms in Nebraska anyways. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, where, how the fuck <laughs> how, do you come from? Where did you find this guy? Yeah, where the <laughs> fuck did he come from? <laughs> well, yeah, he was doing a lot of stuff like manipulating Khan's gloves with, you know, pitter-patty sh- shots yeah. and then, like, actually brushing one glove to the side so he could land a clean shot yeah. and then doing a lot of swatting blows that come around the gloves, mm-hmm. stuff that no amateur coach would teach you because right. there's no reason to emphasize that because those aren't scoring blows, right. but they are damaging blows. Right. Um, so it was kind of a rough fight in that regard. And a lot of the clean shots that Crawford ate, like you said, came when he was advancing and Khan was landing these clean shots mm-hmm. at distance where Craw- Crawford was just like eating them and coming through and swatting them anyway. And plus, right. he already dealt so much damage early on. Yeah. That if, if you have that damage lead early on, yeah. like just keep pressuring him. And he did. And uh, some of the body work he was doing was pretty fucking nasty. It, yeah, it was nasty. And. And he took Khan's heart. Khan quit, man. He, he I quit. I hate to say it, but he, he abs- fucking he, quit. He absolutely did quit. Yeah, and I, and and I usually praise him for like getting down and dirty because he did it with Canelo, he did it with Maidana, he did it with Peterson with his cheating ass. <laughs> I'm not a Khan fan. I'm a, I'm just saying that, but I'm just trying to tell it how it is. But Khan, he quit, man. Yeah, the way that 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 it was officially ruled a TKO, correct? <laughs> yeah. I was. I, I don't think anybody in this, the stadium could believe that. Like, you know what he said after the interview? I didn't know I had five minutes. Motherfucker, you've boxed for like 20 plus years. Come you now. should you, know. You you have a silver medal in a drawer somewhere in your in in your home being polished by your super hot wife. Oh, um, she's, um, plastic, she's plastic. She's plastic. I seen her. I was like, oh. But yeah, um, no. I, I, did, I did notice, however, the, I don't recall the ref ever mentioning the five minutes. Um, which he is not have. good. I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't hear it, but uh, he should know. <laughs> yeah, he should know. You get hit in the balls, you get five minutes. Yeah, and he, I don't know what he said to or how he signaled the the doctor, but mm-hmm. as soon as the doctor came up on the apron and waved it off, I, like both my eyebrows went up. And yeah, I was like, same. Excuse me. Yeah. Why? Why are we stopping this? Yeah, is it giving a no contest? Like, what? what is it? But it, it goes by the rule if he can't continue. Yeah. Say he can't continue. Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. he, he, I guess, gave him the high sign and told him I can't continue. Yeah. And that's that's the result we got, which made nobody happy. Uh, the the entire sport of boxing is included. Cause, uh, that was whack. Yeah. You and I were talking before we went on the air that uh, Crawford doesn't really have the most extensive resume. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, he, he has talked up so much among like boxing journalists and whatnot and insiders which is stupid but his resume at this point really needs a defining victory yeah in order for me to believe the hype yeah danny garcia has a better resume than terrence crawford look it up (laughs) yeah you can you can be mad at it i don't like danny garcia but terrence crawford is an overrated fighter yeah, I I hate to say it, but he. Do you think so? I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's a. <laughs> Just commit. This is a very. I'm sorry. This, this is going to be a very political answer. I'm sorry. This I'm is not a, political. I, you see my thumbs. I'm not, That's the Bill Clinton, bro. I'm, I'm not pointing at anyone. I'm not going to do an aggressive point, but I am going to wag my thumb at. That's them. a good. That's a good thumb. <laughs> that's a very good thumb. But I don't know that he is overrated. Uh, he's but, elite, but he has yeah no he is elite yeah but he uh, he hasn't been put in there with the right people yet. And it's hard I, to have a measure. Why is Khan the measuring stick out of all people? 
No, to be over honest, over the hill. I yeah, <laughs> he he is past his prime. Yeah. Um, I would have actually much rather seen him fight Kell Brook. Um, he, I think he's gonna fight him next. Kell Brook is saying right. he doesn't want to at this point. Really? Because he doesn't want to fight a loser. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about uh, Crawford and, and oh, and, Crawford and, and Kell Brook. Yeah, I've sure. I've been hearing that suggest, and I actually think Kell Brook could give him a run for his money. I think so too. I don't know that he would win, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, just we need to actually get him in there with some live dogs right. uh, in order for me to buy into the hype. Right. And again, I'm sorry, but it's hard to it's hard to get hyped about a dude from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> switch hitter not. or not? By the way, you pointed out that Joe Tessitore called him the greatest switch hitter of all time. Yeah, yeah. I used to have respect for Joe Tessitore. <laughs> I know he came back from the hospital that night and he tried to hide his hospital wristband. But dog, no, come on! I understand he's with Top Rank. I understand ESPN and Top Rank. Have I respect a deal. Joe Tessitore's eyebrows. Yes, um, those are beautifully manicured, bushy eyebrows. Did you see Tim Bradley's eyebrows at that night? Yeah, he was doing some like crazy voodoo shit. He looked like he was ready to go to like a, a no a no performance or like a, <laughs> or he was going to be a geisha that night or something. I'm not <laughs> trying to comment on dude's looks, but I was like, man, why does he look so different? It's like I said, he, a he got to he got plucked. Um, he got plucked. He got plucked. All right. You well, got to keep his lady happy. Well, huh? I'm going to say this, though. When Joe Tessitore said he might, he perhaps might be the greatest switch hitter in boxing history, <laughs> I'm like, come on now. And they and they, and they they ride Lomachenko's jock, too. Yeah. I, I think Lomachenko's pound for pound number one. But the things they say about him, ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. you can't. Stop gets... talking about the dance, the Ukrainian dance. I get it. Cool. But. <laughs> but <laughs> you gotta stop it at some point. I heard it for four straight fights already on the yeah. ESPN. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I do think Lomachenko is the most impressive fighter I've I've seen like that's currently active. Right, um, he's pound for pound. Yeah, no, I buy into that because right. the way he dismantles people is hard to deny. But yeah. in Crawford's case, yeah, I need to see him put in there with a young tough lion in order to see like if he's really got it. Right. So Kell Brook's not one of them then. I don't think so. But nope. do you think he would be a good measuring stick? No, I think it would be more of the same, to be honest. I, do you I think, think he can make 147, though? Kell Brook? Yeah. Uh, He'd be drained, I feel like. I, I think it would be a, a liability for him, <laughs> right. because he he did go up to 160 not that long ago, <laughs> and, Jesus, and he no. was looking pretty athletic at 160. He yeah. looked pretty comfortable there, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So coming back down to 147, probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think him and Khan maybe at like one at a catch weight, like one fifty two or one fifty or something. It's, it's like the battle of the washed up British fighters. I mean, it's, it's, it's like Mundine Horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, no. I mean that that's a good that's a good money match that yeah. doesn't harm either guy's career right. and it makes everybody rich and the fans happy. So right. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. They should just fight and just ride off into the sunset. I think that's hands. a great plan for both of them. Yeah. Because they, they put in their time. They've both had great careers. Is Khan Hall of Fame? No. I don't think so I don't either. think so. Yeah. I, I feel like I he's... Um, I feel like he's the B side. Well, not the B side, but he's involved in a lot of very the good, high B <laughs> in a lot of very big contests, but very seldom like the big, big, big moments. Um, and where it really, really counted, he oftentimes lost. So. Right, right. Very impressive fighter. A lot of fun to watch, but no, yeah. mm, no, nah, I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. What do you think his biggest fight was? Maidana. Uh, yeah. I think that was his most impressive. He showed victory. heart. His guts were pretty impressive. Yeah, he he had to 
tough it out in those yeah. last couple rounds. I thought he, I I thought he was gonna get knocked out, man. I mean, that was just a great fight in general mm-hmm. because Khan knocked him down from a body shot. And it was Ma- beautiful. And Maidana got up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's like, uh, it's like this dog does not want to continue, man. No, I mean, as as somebody who has experienced a body shot knockdown in recent days, um, yes, that was me. That. T- <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to bring it up? Uh, because we're live on the air, and I had to. I had to. I'm it's sorry. fine. That shit is a humbling experience. If you've ever sparred before and never got hit with a body shot. Once you do, it's the most humbling experience of your life, man. Yeah, but no, knowing that, having that knowledge, yeah. getting up and continuing for what? Like a half a fight for like <clears throat> six, seven rounds? Yeah, because you're wondering if I get hit there again. And he did I get hit go- there again. Yeah, <laughs> many times. <laughs> and then he came back and almost knocked him into tomorrow. Yeah, and Roy Jones was like, he's not getting up, Jim. <laughs> he's not getting up, Jim. You're not getting up, Jim. That's exactly how I knew how it was supposed to go. Like, Jim, he hit him with a left body shot. It's like, what body shot? A left body shot. I think, I think that's one thing I'll miss about HBO is when Roy Jones would just position his shoulders every time he emphasizes his words. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. Every time Roy Jones was on camera was just a fucking treasure it was a gem yeah because <laughs> he just looks so excited to be there yeah i was like dog don't you got anything else to do in pensacola you know really the- well i mean he might still be fighting for all we know no he quit he did he quit because yeah. i know he was fighting in russia for a little while there and his ass would get knocked out every time do you remember him as a uh, captain hook when he fought jeff lacy I actually saved a screen. I saved a screenshot of him in the Captain Hook outfit, and I was sending it to people left and right. Dude, was, oh my god! It was so in funny. that outfit, I was like, "It's Jeff Lacey for one." Yeah, Jeff Lacey, who had a couple minutes where he was okay. So Showtime Boxing, folks, <laughs> um, they may be big right now because they're the only show in town. Uh-huh. But in the early two thousands, they were a competitor of HBO. Right, but. Other than a couple of big, big, big fights like the Israel Vasquez and Rafael Marquez fights. Mm-hmm. Great fights. And uh, what was it? The Castillo Corrales fight, I think, was Showtime as well. Mm-hmm. Other than a couple, they really pushed Jeff Lacey very hard in the early 2000s because they didn't have anybody. Did he fight Tavoris Cloud? <sighs> Maybe. Why do I think they fought? Well, I, I mostly remember Jeff Lacey fighting like a guy who was like a, a volunteer firefighter on the side. <laughs> He played. Um, he played. For, he fought for the uh, police Omar, academy. Omar Shika, <laughs> just a bunch of tomato cans. And then the one time they put him in there with a live dog, Joe yeah. Calzaghe, he gets steamrolled. And yeah. it's like, is anybody surprised? Well, also, look at him. He's not built like a boxer. He's not. He should be a freaking linebacker. Man. Yeah, he should be hanging out mm. with Fifty Cent and like being his body double or something. Whenever Fifty Cent decides to make a movie, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's what I look like twenty four seven. Every time I take my shirt off for these movies, get Jeff Lacey on the line. I'm trying to figure out why I thought of Tavoris Cloud, too, all of a sudden. Uh, what was it? Because he was... What, wasn't he, like, one of uh, Don King's last guys? Mm, I think so. And then B-Hop beat him or whatever. <laughs> and I think Chad Dawson, too. Yeah, so. yeah. He, I mean, Tavoris Cloud was 168, 175 in, mm. like, the mid-2000s mm. was no man's land. Yeah. There were three or four guys who just kept going in a That's circle true. fighting. It was like... And they were all over 40. That's true. And then there was Chad Dawson and maybe Tavoris Cloud, who are the two young guys who Bad still Chad. couldn't still couldn't quite beat the 45-year-old guys. Man. The Tarvers and the Glenn Johnsons. I, don't, I never understood Chad Dawson's career. I think we're digressing, but 
I I guess with my final thoughts, Crawford is overrated. Um, it's hard to measure how good he is if you're gonna use because Con- Khan is his best person on the resume. Yeah, for now. Like yeah. when you look at his resume, it does not match up to Danny Garcia. He fought Jose Benavides, who got shot in the freaking leg two years ago. And Jose Benavides is a 135 fighter. He is not a 147 fighter. And he was getting tagged a lot in that fight. Jeff Horn. All right. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, let's not get into Jeff Horn. I'm not going to say anything about Jeff Horn. He don't deserve the airtime besides the Mundine fight that I mentioned (laughs) 10 minutes ago. He's a school teacher. Okay. Julius Andongo. Who? Okay, I guess he unified the titles. Cool. Yeah, John. John and then John, he left, by the way. Yeah, John Molina is always game, but right. he's not a world beater. Mm-hmm. Never has been. Mm-hmm. Victor Postal. Close fight. Close competitive fight. Yeah, but Postal's shining moment was against a washed up Lucas Matisse. Right. Other than that, he's just kind of an opponent. Hammer and Hank. <laughs> Henry Lundy. <laughs> Uh, Thomas DeLorme is on everyone's resume. Yep. Raimundo Beltran, uh, before we went on the air, I called him, what What did I call him? What it was, man, He's the Glenn Johnson there you go. Of, of lightweight to like junior welterweight. Right, right. Uh, he is on everyone's resume, but unlike Thomas DeLorme, I have the utmost respect for yeah. Ray, Ray Beltran. Yeah. I, he is I, the ultimate gatekeeper. He's a dog, man. He's yeah. a dog. I respect him. And then other than that, we got... <laughs> We got Yoriokish Gamboa. Uh, how, how do you pronounce his nickname? It's the El Cyclone or something. Uh, it was a long ass name, I think. What do we got here? El. El, El <laughs> you C- can't pronounce that. El, El Cyclone de Guantanamo. Okay. I so can, the, I can speak so the Cyclone of Guantanamo. Is yeah. that how you say it? Okay. Let me say this. It was an exciting fight. And he knocked down Gamboa, Gamboa a few times. Oh, but... yeah, that, that chopping hook was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It was it like was a cool. mid-air punch where he's just like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's nice. But this guy is a 122, 126 fighter, and you got hurt. Also, he's Cuban, so he might be older than you yeah. think. <laughs> Gamboa's probably 45, and, Lu- and Luis Ortiz probably is 65. <laughs> I, I might stand by that statement. Luis Ortiz has uh, grandchildren. Hey. Great-grandchildren. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then Bradis Prescott is his first victory. Bradis Prescott, who is mostly just known as the guy who exposed Amir Khan when he was like 130 pounds, I think. Yeah, that shit hurt my heart. I mean, I it was a that. fabulous knockout. It was good. It, yeah. it was pretty fucking amazing. But other than that, I, he hasn't had a terribly accomplished career. No, not at all. He just caught a weight-drained Amir Khan who <laughs> was not ready for that. Yeah. Um, anyway. I'm just saying, look at the resume. How do you have this man as pound-for-pound number one? And I'm going to say with Lomachenko, he's number one because he went from 130 to 135 and fought the top dog, number one, Jorge Linares, and knocked him out with a freaking body shot. Yes, he got knocked down, but great fighters take those risks. And that's what Lomachenko did. So before we move on from Mm -hmm. Crawford and Khan, um, Loma and Crawford, do you think they'll meet anytime soon? Hell no, dude. (laughs) Hell no. You... (laughs) When I saw that fight with Jorge Linares, I was like, yeah, 135 is your stop point. Yeah. And he even said at one point, I think it was a year and a half ago, he said he wanted to fight Pacquiao at 140. And Pacquiao could still make 140. I don't he, know if I'd want to ask him to, though. He can, though. He can, but again, I Because he comes in at 145. 
he's also up, up there in years though right and it gets harder and harder and harder um i he's... don't know that i'd want to see him try right because well, I'm, I'm just thinking of oscar and pacquiao oh don't say that that was don't no don't no 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 no, no. that was ill-advised coming in lighter than Manny pacquiao well, for a I, welterweight contest? i will say this a lot of editors had Oscar win, like there he said he was going to knock Pacquiao. Oh, out. of course. I mean, yeah. the size differential between them right. is, is palpable. Right. Like they're two different sizes for sure. But right. he came in lighter than Pacquiao. You really, you really think though that Pacquiao would have that same Oscar effect of being drained? I don't think I so. I think if you have seventy fights and you're nearly forty, um, it's asking a lot to drop those extra couple pounds. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of. On the, I'm definitely on the other side. I feel like if they fought at 140, Pacquiao's going to whoop his ass. And that is an, um, uh, an unpopular opinion, which I get. But Pacquiao would whoop his ass at 140. I have no doubt in my mind. Because um, even even Loma was saying, like, I don't want to disrespect. Or he says somewhere around the lines, is like, I don't want to be an old fighter. I was like, but look how much money you're going to get. <laughs> it's just like, I don't get... The, I mean... I get it, sort of, but I think. Well, I don't know if it's ducking. Me but. personally, I don't want to get too deep into yeah, it. But yeah, I'd like to see Pacquiao just ride off into the sunset. He's gonna beat Thurman's ass. If Thur- if Thurman doesn't run, he's gonna get his ass kicked. Thurman has got to get his shit together. Yeah, yeah. He's so poorly managed. Yeah. Well, because he's, he was... he's cycling off his PEDs, that's why. <laughs> I mean, you might be right. That yeah. is a very long time for a young fighter to yeah. be inactive. Especially after some of the biggest fights of his career, right? You got to ride that momentum, right? But speaking of which, yeah, uh, let us move on yeah. to topic number two that you wrote down here. We got another big fight that's coming up in how many weeks now? It's <laughs> next week. It's bro. next week. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Saul Canelo that. Alvarez yeah. versus Danny Miracle Man Jacobs. <laughs> I don't like that nickname. I'm sorry. It's not the best. I, I get where I they're get coming. I get it. You should call him Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> the Meteor Man. The Meteor Man. Danny. The Meteor Man. Jacobs. <laughs> but this is a very big middleweight matchup. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that fight? I'm happy they're doing it. Yeah. I'm very happy they're doing it because I happen to like Jacobs. I thought he gave uh, uh, Golovkin a pretty good fight he did maybe the best fight he's had other than canelo um he he did some stuff i was not expecting because he was he was on his bicycle pretty much the whole fight yeah and for a guy who's typically characterized as a power puncher right that was very strange to see uh-huh. uh he ate some shots running away from golovkin though mm-hmm. um, there were times when he was in the corner and he looked like he was a little frazzled mm-hmm. he did not look comfortable in there Oh, he was scared shitless, no, he was, man. He looked like he was he looked like a power puncher who was pretending to be a boxer. Right. And he made it to the final bell. Uh and he gave him he gave him a fight. And what was really fascinating to me was that like I said, he's typically characterized as a power puncher. Mm-hmm. His feet were never set the whole fight. That's true. He was doing a lot of arm punches, stuff that, you know, like the Teddy Atlases of the world would be like, what the fuck are you doing, son? <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't 
churches. <laughs> that is not how you hurt your man. And then he would come up with this crazy ass analogy. It was like, all right. Really so you that. got your noodles. They're in the boiling water. <laughs> you throw them against the wall, and then sometimes they get stuck. It's but not al dente. It's not al dente. Those punches are not al dente. <laughs> Just some dumbass comment. Yeah, something like, like that. Why? But I love Teddy Atlas. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's um, cool. But to see him doing that, like to see him like on the move constantly, never setting his feet to like sit down on his punches, it was really fascinating to watch a guy fight that out of character uh seemingly out of necessity because standing and trading with golovkin is just not a good idea Yeah, he fought scared man yeah but it kind of worked it kind of worked yeah and i don't think he ever hurt golovkin but he did land a lot of punches on him he did a lot of them were slaps too though that's what i said it it was mostly just shoulder stuff no hips no hips put behind it but Mm -hmm. it was landing yeah and it was you could tell on golovkin's face and the way he was trying to track him because golovkin's so good at cutting off the ring yeah and making it seem like it's a five by five space. Yeah, it was like, how did you occupy so much space when you but, just took? But a, he oh, yeah. he never quite found him. Mm-hmm. He did land a lot of solid punches, but those arm punches, while they never hurt him, they definitely frustrated him. Yeah, and they did count as scoring blows, right. and it kind of worked. And if, Je- if Jacobs tries to do something like that with Canelo, it'd be very interesting to see how someone like Canelo who. As much as the hype train has him build, it's like this devastating power puncher. Yeah, no, yeah. he's a counter puncher. Yeah, and that's why I was saying, like... He doesn't like to lead. Yeah, he doesn't. Not at all. And if you have a guy who you're expecting to come at you, just decide to just run circles around you and slap you all night... Uh, I mean, Mayweather did it to him. <laughs> Fucking annoying, um, It worked, though. It did. Um, yeah. So I'd be curious to... I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to play out. Also, Jacobs is very tall compared to canelo anyway that is true and i i can't think of too many instances where there was a major height disparity between canelo mm-hmm. and his opponents well i think because canelo has a great body attack absolutely and i think he's gonna try and bank on it early against jacobs and we'll see how jacobs is able to fend off canelo you know what i mean i i I don't know, man. For some reason, I could still see Canelo knocking him out. Yeah, I mean, which I, is going to make a bigger statement on his quote-unquote victory against Golovkin. Yeah, um, because it's a common opponent. In case right. you're not aware, the triangle theory. Yeah, I but, hate that shit so much. Yeah, so, on, so on, beat the man who beat the man who beat the man. Rick Flair logic. <laughs> Leave Rick Flair out of this. Only he can use the triangle theory. Dude, Rick Flair was a mathematician. He was a math wizard. I will never question him. <laughs> like, if it came from Rick Flair, it must be true. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's the plan because Damn. Canelo is famously signed to this deal with DAZN, right. who, who we'll talk about a little later. Mm-hmm. But um, this is what, the second fight in the deal? Yeah, I I believe so. So I don't know if there's incentive for him to put on a good showing. Is it with six fights, I think so. Okay, which is quite a bit. Three hundred mil. It's Some, in the hundreds. It's something astronomical. Yeah, good for him. I was I will say as an athlete and a businessman, good for him because boxing does not pay. But in an ethical standard, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. He's a great boxer though. I no, I, I will I, say I've watched his, even though it's sparring, like he's he has all the technical aspects like he's actually a very 
very good boxer. He has oh. great defense. I think he's very underrated. Absolutely. No, yeah. he's he's a fabulous technician mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, it was really interesting, like seeing him in in his early HBO days. Yeah. Um, because that was when uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. was active. Yeah. And uh, seeing you know the spawn of the legend do his thing. Yeah. This like overblown middleweight man child like running over people basically yeah um he had the left hook to the body and that was about it yeah um and size but when you watch canelo like his form it's like looking at it's, it's like so looking crisp. it's like looking into the past though it's like that's mm-hmm. julio cesar chavez mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. looks like his jab yeah that looks like his left hook that yeah. looks like his head turn the head turn I think it's like one of the yeah. most amazing tricks he has in his tool set. He knows how to roll punches. He is so like good really, at it. Really, really well. Because he, he looks like he's getting a lot of contact, like he's eating a lot of shots, mm-hmm. but he's rolling with them. Right. And it's like, f- for as many punches as it seems like are hitting him, it's like how many of them actually hurt him? Mm-hmm. Like one or two out of eight? <laughs> I would say he's definitely a person like, probably getting off topic like if you were wanting your son to watch like a boxer like a modern day like he possesses those tools like of like what how to throw a good jab how to throw a good hook because he he has a lot of great mechanics he has he's super sharp he has great form uh great power uh the one thing i will hold against him well two things <laughs> stamina Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna just answer one for you. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, stamina is his number one liability. Right. It's it's proven at this point. It's need, known. That's why I need Clint Buterall. <laughs> Fuck him. Clinello. Clinello. Um. Yeah, stamina is his number one liability. This is known. Yeah. Um. If we know it, the opposing camp knows it. Yeah. Number two, though, I think is uh, his. He's a little hesitant to leap. And I, did, That's true. I did mention that earlier and mm-hmm. sometimes there are instances where he's just kind of hanging out waiting for someone right. to open up on him so he can slip a counter or... unless he knows that he's just gonna overrun you and the his your power isn't gonna but do I, much I think the i think it comes from a, a strategic standpoint where mm-hmm. i think the plan is always to get the finish mm-hmm. because it seems like he's hesitant to hustle towards because his stamina is a liability yeah so like getting to the finish line is never the objective. It's like no, we're we're looking to put this guy away mm-hmm. from bell one, mm-hmm. which is certainly a way to approach the sport. Right. It certainly worked for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you get into deep water with somebody, uh, sometimes that can lead to some situations where it's like, okay, stamina is depleted. He's not hurt. We got to make him hurt. <laughs> like, are you ready to do this, Saul Canelo? Saul, Saul, which we never ever say. On no the one says that anymore. Yeah, man. it's always Canelo. Yeah, it's like he's got a first name, motherfucker. They, they, don't, even, they don't even put his last name on the freaking banners on yeah, the promotion just, boards. It's just Canelo Golovkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's how, like, that's not his last name. <laughs> so how how do you see this fight going down? Um. I can actually see Jacob's wing, but I read and I might have misread it that Adelaide Bird is one of the judges oh, for that fight. Dude. Oh no! I, I believe I saw that <laughs> on the headlines. <laughs> Dog, I heard she um, judges MMA fights too. She does, and she's fucked it up there too. God damn it! Um, does it show the judges on Box Rec? It does not, but it, I just wanted to check if it was in Vegas, and of course it is. God damn it! So. Um, Jacobs, if he's wise, will 
want to put some hurt on him. <laughs> so, so then that opens that question is, if Jacobs opens up, that's just going to leave more opportunities for Canelo, which can can Jacobs take those punches? I, mean, I don't think he can. I don't think he can either. Because yeah. against Golovkin, if he was not on his bicycle and he ate a few more of those he shots, I think up. he would have gone down. Okay. So with that being said, <laughs> <laughs> Canelo, KO, KO, eighth round. I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah? I, I think you might that. be right on that, Ron. I don't think they're going to give Jacobs a chance to win a decision. No, I guess it's in Vegas. He's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, why do you have I'm to sorry. do? Why do this to the Miracle Man? Why? Yeah. I'm telling you, you should have gone with Meteor Man. Meteor you would have won some hearts and minds. <laughs> I'm looking at the rankings for um, middleweight. Oh, it's so, it's a mess. So David Lemieux. <laughs> David Lemieux. He just pulled out of this fight because he got injured. Oh no! Really? Yeah. This you was know, like a day, two days you ago. Know, uh, I used to read Ring Magazine pretty regularly. Yeah, me too. A long time ago, a few years ago, uh, David Lemieux was one of the up-and-comers. They did like an entire page spread about. God, how did he get there? <laughs> <laughs> how did he get there? Well, I mean, for what it's worth, uh, he is a lot of fun to watch. He is. He's not an elite-level fighter, but until his body gives out on him, which is probably in the next two years, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. he'll be in the top eight, Like I think. Because yeah. he's so much fun to watch, and you know that guy with the the eighteen hundreds mustache. The last guy he fought was the Irish I was so guy. Ha- was he Irish? I think so. Gary O'Sullivan. That's that, that's I was, Irish as hell, dude. I was pretty happy to see Lemieux take his head off because uh, I'm sorry, you, you don't show up. You don't show up to a boxing match looking like that with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's trying to pay tribute to his ancestors, man. And he got knocked the fuck out for it. Yeah. But, but yeah, who else we got in the way? We got. Golovkin at number two, mm-hmm. uh, which shouldn't be the case. No, he's he's kind of been a ghost since he lost. Um, and then quote unquote lost. Jermall Charlo, who I'm just waiting for him to fucking do something. Yeah, and he's juicing too. He's been in the top ten for how long? Has he fought? Has he fought anyone? I give a wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait. The last guy he fought, Korobov, and I think he lost that fight. Yeah. Like, he should have lost that fight, and then the other guy... He fought fucking K-9. Hey. <laughs> he fought bring, fucking this, K-9. This brings back PTSD because Cornelius K-9 Bundridge knocked out Corey Spinks, who we'll talk about later, too. Yeah, we will get to the greatest man to ever lace it up. Yes. But um, Austin Trout... No doubt. Austin Trout is a confounding fighter. Yeah. He's, he's difficult. He's kind of like Winky Wright without the... Without the sass and without the left, the, without the southpaw jab. Winky White, Winky Wright was more exciting for Winky sure. Winky Wright was the guy that nobody wanted to fight because he would beat you and make you, make you just feel like shit. Yeah, he'd, he'd make you feel bad. Uh-huh. Like, he'd make you go home and just like question your values. Yeah, just like what have I done? With and this? he's covered up like a freaking turtle. He's like, why can't I hit this? And every guy? time you do hit him, he nods at you. And yeah, he's, he's just a nightmare. Yeah, but Austin Trout was that kind of guy where it's like he's yeah. he's not gonna hurt anybody, but he's gonna piss you off. Yeah, and you're gonna have a you're gonna have a bad time. Well, did Jamal, <laughs> did Jamal uh, knock him out? I think he did. Jamal, On no, he decisioned him, and K nine he knocked out, which is kind of impressive because K 9s a pretty solid guy. But yeah. Point is, Jamal Charlo has <clears throat> been in the top ten for like what a year now. He hasn't fought anyone. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. Jeff Horn decided to move up to middleweight. Yeah, how is he top five, man? <laughs> how is he top okay, five? Okay, I guess Anthony Mundine was that good at middleweight, huh? Yeah, and then <laughs> Sergey Derevyanchenko, he... Uh, he fought Jacobs? He's Yeah, a long time ago, though, I think. 
he. I thought that was like a, a year ago. 2018 in October. Okay, no, so six months ago, Jacobs lost that fight. Yeah, and he, I think he lost that fight. And then Demetrius Andrade is kind of a he's kind of a question mark. Oh, boo boo. Yeah, he'll get his ass knocked out too. I. I'm also waiting for him to do something because just like Lemieux, he was one of those guys that was spotlighted right. years ago right. and is, was pinned for greatness. Right. Again, he's just been floating around the top ten for like five years now. Because he's just floating. And he just hasn't done yeah. anything. He's just and fucking around. No, I'm going to just say to all the listeners, I know I get pretty brash, but and Trevor's more political than me, but <laughs> hey, if people are just floating on the ranks, I think it's it's open season, man. Like if they're not doing anything, they're not doing anything. No, he's. I don't. He's probably going to retire with with very little to show for it. Twenty four and zero, something like that. Because honestly, I've been waiting. I've been hearing his name for like five years now. No joke. Oh no, not twenty four and zero. He's gonna be like thirty and zero because he's twenty seven and zero right now. Okay. Well, yeah. moving on. Uh, so Canelo is gonna win by knockout. Ko eight eighth round. Yeah, that sounds like a fair prediction. Poor Jacobs. So a topic that I brought up uh, before we went on the air was um, mm-hmm. the state of the sport in general because we've seen a lot of monumental shifts in the way the sport is presented. Yeah, last re- two years, honestly. Yeah, very recently. Yeah. Um, HBO decided they're no longer going to be airing boxing. Good. Which means all the business goes to Showtime and ESPN. <laughs> I feel like a dick, man. I'm sorry. I just got so tired of Max Kellerman and Jim Lampley. Because they're just a bunch of homers, dude. Like, they're super biased. I Absolutely. Mean, the only decent one was maybe Emmanuel Stewart. He had his moments. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um. I mean, Harold Lehrman. He was okay. Okay, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jim. Three to one. <laughs> no, I I love. I was mostly raised on HBO boxing. Same. Yeah. And it's it's always going to have a special place in my heart but right. you know the the staff had just kind of aged out they never really found replacements for a lot mm-hmm. of the commentators it, and the sport is moving into the streaming age now yeah so now we have that's big that's good we have DAZone which is a uh, British uh, streaming app I called service. it Dazen for the last nine months I think we all did because like, DAZN sounds too stupid yeah that's some 2002 shit, man. Yeah, it, Who the it's, fuck it's, says duh anymore? Duh zone. Dajian. <laughs> Dajian? Is this racist? <laughs> yeah, is this a racist app? Racist. <laughs> is this like a Filipino-only boxing hey, app? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> chill. It's like you, you need to send a blood sample to the hosting service. It's like, it's like, your Filipino heritage is not confirmed. I'm sorry, you're locked out of the streaming service. You cannot see the next Pacquiao fight. Damn it. Damn it. Hey, Ron, can I borrow some of your blood? Like, why? Because I want to watch some Dajian. Dajian? But yeah, um, a question I brought up to you was like, what do you think of DAZN and, and how the sport is being presented to people nowadays? Because it seems like in terms of accessibility, yeah. uh, it's getting complicated. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, it's you pay, what, 10 bucks a month, $15? I think they upped the price on, is it DAZN or Top Rank or ESPN? But Well, they're competing services, yeah. which makes it even worse. Right. Because ESPN is uh, in bed with the UFC now. Right, and I think that's where they jacked the prices up. So, which isn't 
if, which I get. If you have yeah. any overlapping interest between boxing and MMA yeah. and it's ESPN, so any sports, yeah. obviously you'd go with ESPN. Right. But then all the, like, the really, really high-profile fights are on DAZN if you're only into boxing. Yeah. yeah. So either you have to be 100% committed to just boxing, <laughs> but even then, you're not going to get all of them. Cause not going to see Loma. Yeah, a lot of yeah. them are going to be on ESPN, so you're, you're kind of fucked. Right. <laughs> well... I wouldn't say fucked. I mean, if you don't care about TV in general, like if you don't watch that Netflix or Hulu, whatever, and you're just all about sports, then paying for both, I mean, why not? You know, all you have to pay is for internet and say $30. I mean, how much is cable right now? Probably, what, like $70, $80 no, or something? So you, you, you chopping up, what, $25 a month for all the fights that you want? Mm. You know, why not? I think the streaming services, I think that's great because it's more centralized on what you want, which is cool. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's good. It's, it's healthy to have those competing services, but it kind of leaves us, like you said, fucked because it's like, damn it. <laughs> I wanted to see Tyson Fury on the ESPN card because he signed with uh, ESPN, right? Yeah, he did. Top rank. Yeah, he did. And made everyone very upset. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it uh, cut off the rematch. Damn you, Gypsy King! <laughs> but but I I think the streaming services is great. I think what the uh, zone is doing, um, they're making some big leaps. And you said this earlier that um, soon boxing is about to be like Eurocentric. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to you about touch this base on that before uh, before we went on the air. Was I was running through a list of like promoters in my head. Yeah. So I apologize if I'm over if I skip over any, but I was thinking of who who the big promoters are in the yeah. sport these days. And in in our day and our dad's days, <laughs> um, it was like Don King and Bob Arum and to a lesser extent like the Goosens. Yeah. And Goose the and du- Tudor. and the, yeah, Goose and Tudor, and the <laughs> and the Duvas, the Lou Duvas, and the Kathy Duvas of yeah, the world. Yeah. All of them are basically done. Yeah. Bob Arum, I don't even think has Pacquiao signed anymore, right? Yeah, he's uh, he lost his gold. Pacquiao's with uh, BBC, man. Exactly. So all of them yeah. are off the table, right? Um, I had mentioned uh, Sauerland, uh, Sauerland, the the German promoter. Yeah, I don't was, see it on those ropes anymore, man. He was involved yeah. in a lot of like K two promotions right. with the Klitschko brothers and whatnot, mm-hmm. and a lot of German fighters. I think I don't know if he was with Arthur Abraham, but what about Marco Hook? Oh, <laughs> hook, hook, hook. I would say Huck the whole time because I thought he was American at yeah, one point. I did too, especially because I saw photos of him a long time ago. So you're American. I was like, he, he looks American. It's like, no, you're he not is German. He is very German. Um, <laughs> hook. I remember watching some of his fights. Did he fight Tomas uh, Adamek? Yeah, I think so. Adamek yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was. Great. He's still fighting. <laughs> I mean, his face was already hamburger in the early 2000s. Bro, after so. he fought Klitschko, I was like, yo, hang it up, yeah, man. No, he he was not meant to be a heavyweight. He was a very, very, very good light heavyweight. Yeah, though. he was. He was so much fun to watch. Definitely. But, but yeah, Sauerland, done as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I haven't and seen that name. Oscar De La Hoya, Golden Boy. Yeah. Um, I have not heard his name get thrown around very much other than his co-cabot. Yeah. And then uh, I know his... Uh, <laughs> attempt to get into mma promotion with the tito ortiz that was a shit storm dude dude did you actually see the fight no why i watched it not i didn't you know do through, you through have, non-traditional means do you have any self-respect for your time i felt like a monster watching it because chuck liddell should not have been licensed he got knocked out right it was sad was it out cold or like mm, i don't know about out cold but he was 
he was done ah, poor guy dude it, yeah. like it's really bad when the moment he starts like trying to shuffle trying to shuffle oh, God. like to circle yeah if you're having a problem circling yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no don't let this man fight um it was like watching yeah. hulk hogan <laughs> like try to go hey, no 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 don't bring in hulk hogan man no, i swear if somebody asked chuck liddell to do a wind sprint and like a quick pivot yeah he would shatter his knees. Oh my god! <laughs> he looked right. so broken and the just ice dumb. man. He couldn't move. Like he was stiff as a board. Couldn't move. And as soon as as soon as Tito Ortiz like stepped yeah. on the gas even a little bit, yeah. that was pretty much it. Was it a first round knockout? I think so. Oh, it's like first Christ. two or three minutes. Oh man, um, I'm gonna have to look for this fight. Just it was, out of it was sad. It yeah. was really sad. But yeah, the point <laughs> point being, Oscar De La Hoya promoted that fight. And as far as I know, it didn't do very well at all. Yeah. Um, so Oscar seems like he's not on the outs, but he's not what he once was. Golden Boy seems to be in trouble, especially since they were so in bed with HBO, and now they got hung out dry. Um, he's riding on Canelo. He's the only guy he's got. That's it, and man. And there's a couple of other young Mexican-American fighters, because Oscar's always looking for another version of himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you, Victor Ortiz. Uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> that guy's crazy. Yeah, that guy's man. in prison now, as far as I know. Is he? I think so. I think it was for domestic abuse. No, I think it. It was. Uh, I think that. I think he beat that case actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if there was another one, <laughs> I think that might be a case. With his weird ass, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got if he had some none. problems. Yeah, it sucks because he had a lot of potential. He was giving Mayweather a lot of work. No, he's and he's just a mental case, man. No, I mean he's kind of like Amir Khan in the sense that he's involved oh, that's a good one yeah that's he's good. involved in a lot of the big fights yeah. but he's not often the winner yeah but yeah. he gave us some great fights though he like, did Madonna and him that was that was a rough fight for the little while that lasted yeah yeah and then him and Berto of course that was excellent great fight yeah that was spectacular I'm wondering how his career would have panned out if he did knock out Madonna do you think he probably would have gotten knocked out eventually and still hit that downward spiral or Mm, maybe not. No, because they're Maidana was special. Like they're, I mean, scary. Because Ortiz tuned him up. Like they, that was a very competitive fight. It's it just Maidana has that extra gear. He has heart. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you hit him. Just not now though. <laughs> you hit him. With a, you hit him with a cinder block in the face, and he starts smiling at you. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I. I think if he had gotten through Maidana, mm-hmm. things probably would have gone very well for him because I yeah. can't think of that many killers at 140, 147 at the time that could have withstood that. Freaking nuts, dude. So He tried making that comeback. He just quit yesterday. He quit his comeback run. He's oh, like, oh, he's like I don't want to work this hard. <laughs> well, I, mean, I wouldn't either, dude. Come on. I got so many laughs out of Fat Maidana. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he gets back to it. I hope he didn't lose all of his money. Like, no, I know, I know. Because he worked that, hard. He worked hella hard. He had a he had a great career, and you know it was kind of cool to see him leave when he did. Cause, yeah, like, he did everything you possibly could. Right, he beat May- Mayweather the first time too. So all the listeners, you could be mad, that, but he <laughs> did beat Mayweather the first time. So but yeah, back to the promoters. Yes, the the two big ones that I know of right now, and I, again, I could be missing out on something mm-hmm. is uh, Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Both, I hear, both of whom are based in the UK, and I believe Eddie Hearn is the one who is very, very much in bed with. Oh, his he's own. spearheading this shit, man. He, I think he knows because he's young too. He probably mm, does a lot of coke young. too. 
He's he's very ambitious. Too. <laughs> I just slipped that bullet. <laughs> he probably does a lot of coke while you're thinking about your thought. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is slander, man. I need to stop, man. I, you know I'm joking, though. So. No, but the point is, yeah. uh, boxing, I think, ha- is a different environment in the UK. Because yeah. as far as I know, and I could be wrong on this, um, the way boxing is accessible in the UK, mm-hmm. um, we have our pay-per-view model here. Yeah. But they have Sky Sports over there, and as far as I understand, most fights are free or very, very cheap. So that's what I heard too. I so need, it's yeah. the sport is more alive over there because it's more accessible. Right. And when the two biggest promoters are based in that country <laughs> or that yeah. whatever you want to call that that collective, yeah, um, I would not be surprised if the sport becomes more European or British oriented. And cool, good for them because they figured it out. Well, the talent pool seems like it's becoming more and more rich over there you think so it seems like we don't get too many amazing american fighters out here these days right um we're getting yeah. a lot of eastern european guys and a lot of british guys a lot of well uk guys yeah Gotta be very joe joyce man don't, then, don't sleep on them joe joe joyce is a problem yeah and the carl, carl frampton i think lost recently but he's always a competitor yeah he's kind of on the downhill right now kind of that's a tricky weight class. yeah it's like it's 122 very, 126 right right because he was getting that work from... Was it Warrington? I think so. Warrington. He was given that. He was getting worked on Yeah, lot. and him and Santa Cruz went at it. That was that was a great fight. That was a great fight. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're definitely right as far as those two promos. I hear Hearn mm. a lot more than Warren. I yeah. think Warren seems more behind the scenes. Warren, I think, is English. Like, I looked at his roster the other yeah. day, and it was almost entirely, like, English fighters. Oh, really? Like, a few Irish here and there, but mm-hmm. just, like... Seemed like a home hometown kind right. of guy, <laughs> right? And I, yeah, like I said, I think Hearn is doing the right thing. I don't want to say the right thing, but he's playing. He's he's really smart. He's oh, yeah. he's not stupid at all. I th- I think with with what he's doing, he's just taking the right direction there. Well, he's got Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he's got arguably the biggest name in the sport right now. Do you think he's bigger than Wilder? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, because like I said, um, in in terms of like mainstream appeal boxing is kind of on the fringe in this country yeah. anthony joshua what he's a gold medalist yeah khan was a silver medalist yeah and joshua like has the movie star looks he's a heavyweight yeah. that's always good looking cat here. he's a bodybuilder <laughs> <laughs> no I, my, my point is um to to the local audience like to that country like, he's, a he, he's a hero yeah yeah, yeah. um whereas good for Deontay him. wilder is just like an athletic guy that decided to box one day he knocks a lot of people out yeah. but you ask people walking down the street who he is they're probably not going to know yeah yeah because that's just the nature of the sport here right it's, it's only for the select few who actually give a shit <laughs> yeah i mean just with boxing i mean you mentioned sky sports the philippines is kind of like that too i think it's on local channels and then it's like every time the round's over commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial i think that's what they do it in like germany and uh england and all that yeah Um, and i i think that has a lot to do with the popularity of the sport though if you make it accessible to people a lot of people like boxing yeah it's just they don't know how to find it because it's not on tv anymore Mm -hmm. for the most part other than those pbc fights every once in a while right and right. they're barely promoted as far as i understand they just mm-hmm. kind of appear every once in a while yeah and if you're flipping channels maybe you'll get lucky yeah yeah i i don't know how pbc is gonna do it 
Because they're primarily with Showtime, ain't they? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, they're it's Al Heyman. It's the yeah. Al Heyman show. Al Heyman like that's show. all it is. He it's... owns Showtime Sports secretly. <laughs> Fucking Al Heyman. He's yeah. the boogeyman of the sport. He is. Like, he is. There, I don't even know what the man looks like. <laughs> like ah, he, he's an old ass black dude. Yeah, I know, but I think he makes it a point to be very low key. Yeah, like he's detached from everything. There's a reason why they call him what an advisor. Not he's not a promoter. He's an advisor. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Whatever that probably means. has something to do with saving him some tax money. <laughs> I heard. Yeah, every time Mayweather would be in the interview, he would always bring it Al Heyman. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And you never see him in the ring with him. Right. Right. He's right. he is. A genius whoever he is like in terms of his business sense i guess yeah, yeah. um he also does, seems to be a little bit unscrupulous because uh, it seems like <laughs> as soon as you lose it's like bye <laughs> Dude, he'll chop your knees off man and just throw you out in the woods oh man i know? used to love watching mayweather pick guys to promote because uh-huh. like he he's such a bad pick of he's he's bad at picking talent okay his best <laughs> one was badu jack though badu jack badu jack's a worker yeah he's not a world beater but he's a He's a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. Badu Jack had some talent though. No, no. Of course, he's a he's a he's a B plus. <laughs> he's a so- solid. B he's plus. a solid B. Gervonta's <laughs> ass man. Uh, like, again, they just a- have an on and off relationship. It sounds like like a a, a toxic girlfriend boyfriend relationship between him and Mayweather. Are they actually cool with each other, or no? I don't think so. Um. I mean, one thing that my my brother and my dad both point out to me is that a lot of times, like very good trainers of fighters, yeah, are not the guys who were like the best of the best in their day, right? Because it takes a different set of skills to teach, to guide, as opposed to be, like imagine you're Mayweather, yeah, and you're trying to teach someone to be Mayweather. It's, it's like, like you I'm, can't, you can't teach that. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's that's built in. Like right. what what you do, the way you do it, only works for you. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Bruce Lee and Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, Jeet Kune Do as a martial art on paper sounds like the best idea ever. Yeah, but you gotta but. be, but you gotta <laughs> Dude, actually right. be able to do the shit. Right, right, right. And not everybody no, that's can. Good. That's good. That's good. I see and, what you're saying. And yeah, like I feel like in terms of picking talent. Like Mayweather probably comes to the table with that mentality where it's like, yeah, he reminds me of me. It's like, yeah, Gervonta. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but he needs like guidance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's, he's like, he's a diamond in the rough. You right. got to like make him into a great fighter. He's right. like, nah, he'll figure it out like I did. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, like he doesn't grow up with you and Uncle, he doesn't grow up with your dad and Uncle Raj right. like slapping him around every day. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's what he should do. That's what he should do. He should he should take a young fighter under his wing, oh God. Uh, set set them up with like a triple bunk bed with a four, triple bunk bed <laughs> with Floyd Senior and Uncle Raj in there with him. And they wait. They will bucket of water. Yeah, every morning they the wake morning. up and they bully him. <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey! It's five a.m. Let's go running. No, well, it won't be that clear because they're gonna be mumbling the whole time. Oh yeah, now that they're older, it'll be even better. Yeah, my like, because oh, he won't be able to understand what they're saying, so yeah. he'll just have to figure it out. It's like I'm guessing they want me to run, <laughs> and then they'll try to interview him, but he'll like speak in their their tongue. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, will, I will say this: Gervonta Davis sounds ridiculous during interviews. Oh, I, I've actually never heard him. Oh my god, dude! Is he, well, <laughs> is he Chad Dawson bad? I hate saying this phrase but he's kind of slow i mean he does get punched in the head for a living well i mean he obviously hasn't gotten that that training of how to talk to interviewers and stuff he's talented 
But if he were to face top level competition, which he hasn't yet, uh, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. Well, like Loma calls him out and calls him like the best fighter on Twitter. It was the funniest shit. No, like like through Twitter yeah, words yeah. and okay, all that okay. stuff. And uh, yeah, just Gervonta, he just talks a lot of shit. And well, he... I'll give Gervonta Davis some leeway because he, and... well, he is young. He is he is an upstart. How old is he? Twenty four. Let's look it up because, in my mind, I still think of him as a young up and coming guy. Right. I I don't feel that he needs to be matched with the best of the best of the best right away. Okay, but look what Loma did. Is he one thirty or one twenty five? One twenty six. One twenty six. Right. Feather. Sorry, folks. I'm just pulling up the rankings here. Uh. Try 135 then. Might be 135 or 130. Wow. Shit, Ron, you wrong. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. Is he 130? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, he's one. What'd I say? Don't slap me, please. Don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) What'd I say? He's 25. Come on, he ain't that young. Or he's young. Yeah, he's. Boxing young. He's 24. He needs. He does need to step it up, but he doesn't need to fight Loma yet. Why? Be- because. Why? Be- because you step it up. You you don't jump in there with the best of the best of the best. Okay, I get it. Loma's older. He has more Olympic, or See, he has more amateur fights. Well, yeah, Loma has miles on him. Right. Loma has that amateur pedigree. Okay. That there's a reason why he was fighting for titles at like his first fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas this fella. I don't mind waiting for him just a little bit longer. Okay, after Pedraza, you can turn it up a notch. <laughs> That's two years ago, bro. Uh, again. That's two years, man. Hugo Ruiz in February. It was supposed to be um, Abner. He would have. He was gonna wash Abner because yeah, he's he, too small. No, Abner's too small, yeah. and he's shop worn. He's yeah. been through a lot of wars. He has two detached retinas, for God's sakes, and he still wants to fight. Yeah, Abner was fun for a while he lasted, but yeah. I think you should hang it up. Yeah, I think we're digressing. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything <laughs> else you would like to talk about, Ron? No, I'm just... Uh, well, I guess with ending with streaming, I think it's just that's just the way it's going to go. Point blank. And a lot of people... On YouTube, I've noticed there's just like a cult of like super like <laughs> PBC... And they're like, the zone is just like it's shitty. Why would you pay that much and stuff for fights? I'm like, well, it's better than paying seventy dollars for an Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia fight. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man! You really thought that was it worth seventy dollars? It's a tricky environment to navigate. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think maybe in this country it's going to still have some issues. Yeah. Because everything everything is behind a paywall now. Yeah. And asking somebody to, do you know how how much you're asking of someone these days if you ask them to type in their login and password nowadays? Jesus that's that's Christ, asking dude. a fucking lot. <laughs> and I guess so. Man. Creating a new account and like paying a new subscription fee is asking quite a bit. It is. Yeah, um, I so get it. I, I think I think the focus is probably going to trend away from I got American you. fighters. But I got you. We are where we're at. That's. I mean, streaming is the future. We're gotcha. there now, so we'll see how it pans out. But yeah, it's um, it's part of the, it's it's gonna be the future. That's 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out my ass. All right. Well, we're winding down here, Ron, but mm-hmm. is there anything else you wanted to get into? <laughs> we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't want to mention him. I kind of want you to mention him because I think he's great. So, Ron, <laughs> if I ask you, who's the GOAT? Who is the greatest fighter he, to ever lace up the gloves? All right. Check this out. He hails from St. Louis, Missouri. Trained by Kevin Cunningham, former. The new new generation. The next generation. The next generation. Corey Spinks. Corey Spinks. Do you guys know about Corey Spinks? Yeah. This is, I'm I'm asking, do you know about Corey Spinks? Undisputed titleist from 2005 to 2007. Greatest fighter to ever lace him up. See, there's no other Corey Spinks on BoxRec. That's how, that's how special he is. There is only one, Corey Spence. I get it. He has 11 KOs. 39 and 8. 11 KOs. <laughs> that ratio, though. Ooh, 23% best of all time. Name a better contender. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you can't. It can't be done. If, In all seriousness, fighting at 147, 154, would he actually match up well? against fighters today (laughs) (laughs) come on Um, i think he would i think he would would. am i yelling in this mic i feel like i've been a little bit okay here i'm gonna pull up the rankings for 147 uh because i think he actually would yeah because in my mind and i could be i could be wrong i typically am (laughs) but i'm wrong too there there are not many fighters like him active today what do you mean well think of like the uh the pernell whitakers of the world right i mean there's only one pernell there's only one sweet pea and there's only one Corey Spinks. there's only one Corey Spinks. <laughs> um but when when you think of like that kind of technical fighter and he's a southpaw by the way Corey yeah Spinks. yeah um there aren't many guys who are like strictly just pick you apart stick and move kind of fighters mm-hmm like I can't think of many cuz I don't think that they train people to do that anymore. Right. Like Mayweather was kind of like that, but he was a, a unique breed mm-hmm. and still kind of is to this day cuz mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the top ranked welterweights. Terence Crawford, he's a hybrid, I guess boxer puncher, switch hitter, the best switch hitter of all time Damn if it. you ask the man Joe with Tessitore the eyebrows. Pissing me off. Errol Spence, power punching southpaw has yep. has some fucking fundamentals. Errol Spence is beating Crawford if they fight. I think so. Okay. Um, Manny Pacquiao, he's a one of a kind. Greatest fighter of all time. Also left-handed. So that's three southpaws. That's That's got to be rare. Yeah. Sean Porter is a fucking bulldog. He's he, a dog. He is not a boxer. He's a... He's a dog. He's a... Yeah, he's a... Yeah. <laughs> he is a I, dog. I bet you if they put a live mic on him, yeah. he'd just be going... <laughs> while, he's, while he's throwing his punches. Yeah, while, he, while he's giving you the shoe shine, while he's roughing you up in the corner, you go... <laughs> <laughs> he lost to Ugas, though. Uh, yeah, he did. But... He lost to Ugas. I do enjoy watching Sean Porter fight, though. Because he's the definition of blue collar. Yeah, he... Yeah. He's a... I mean, he's very, very good. But I like when you see him thrown in there with people because he's a stiff challenge to anyone. He doesn't care. Yeah, no, he he's yeah. that guy who will eat two to give you one. Yeah, and he'll rough you up on the inside. He doesn't care about the rule book, and he's a very good test 
for young up and coming fighters mm. to to see what they're made of. He's and not a gatekeeper. How... No, sure. absolutely not. He belongs in the top five. Yeah, he does. He's very talented. He deserves it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So you have Sean Porter. He's a he's a right, dog. Right. You have Danny Garcia, who <laughs> he, he might be able to catch. I don't think he's fat. Well, timing beats speed, obviously. Absolutely. Garcia has decent timing. He is getting older, though. You know, I watched that most recent fight. Do you know what he weighed in at for that fight? I don't know. Because he looks slow as molasses. Yeah, he's pretty damn slow, but he has decent timing. His timing is fantastic. Yeah. His power is phenomenal. Yeah. But his, his foot speed and his hand speed, he's so plotting, he, he was so slow. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, it was amazing to me. <laughs> I was like, is he moving in slow motion? <laughs> but, yeah, like, what? I just to test my theory, like, I, I pulled up a clip of him and Keith Thurman going at it. Yeah. And I was like, has he always been that slow? And yeah, it's like, yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But, again, he does have very, very good timing. And his power is not to be trifled with. So, right. I think him and, like, the greatest of all time, Corey Spinks. Uh, I could see him giving Spinks some trouble. Yeah. I mean, Taylor and Spinks was maybe an indication of what that might look like. Yeah. Although Taylor yeah. is more of an athletic, just like pound you over the head kind of like God, clobberer. <laughs> I need to pray for that man. He's... And then Ugas below him, and Keith Thurman. But yeah, of the top ten, we don't we do not have a single fighter that fits the mold that of fights like that yeah. yeah that does stick and move a lot yeah and even a little bit further down like broner and berto mm -hmm. they don't fit the mold omar figueroa jr dorme <laughs> yeah the, he... how is thomas the Delor... oh, right. right, never mind. i'm, <laughs> I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not, not gonna, gonna say anything. i'm not gonna flip out about this I'm not but, gonna say anything. but yeah i think a fighter like Spinks in today's crop of he's Walter a unique fighter yeah he he would actually be competitive yeah. because that's a style that we aren't seeing today he'd be and, top 15 and yeah he'd have that austin trout effect where it's like this motherfucker just won't go away he's not gonna hurt me yeah. ever <laughs> but he's really pissing me off and i can't find him <laughs> i don't know why i like Corey Spinks so much because he's in all those fight night games. Yeah. He's just I, like hanging out. I there. used him a lot actually on fight night and I won a lot of my matches oh, just yeah. by jabbing. Yep. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it for Corey Spinks. That's it for Corey Spinks. I think we've about exhausted our boxing talk for one evening. Yeah. But did you have a closing statement for us, Ron? Um, yeah, Andre Ward is overrated and that might be for another topic. So. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>